0: Welcome to the very first episode of Aliens versus Predator, a review of the entire Alien-Predator universe brought to you by ECG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Waterman from Jacksonville, Florida, joined this evening by Mr. Adam Gumbert from Lexington, Kentucky, <laughs> making the predator clicking noise, and Mr. Georgia Ravelo from Miami, Florida. What up, what up? Uh, On today's episode, we are going to be reviewing Alien, the original film in a a long, 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 long series of films. We will be reviewing these films in chronological order from theatrical release. So not in the timeline of the universe that gets a little bit wonky and crazy. Uh, We're going to keep it simple and review them in the order that people would have first seen them in the theaters. So before we jump into our review, I did want to throw in a couple of quick facts. Uh, it was released by 20th Century Fox in 1979, directed by Ridley Scott. His first big feature after a couple of uh, short films and lesser known films like The Duelist. Uh, definitely his first big project um, by a major studio and uh, screenplay by Dan O'Bannon it holds a 98 Rotten Tomato score uh, currently on Rotten Tomatoes uh, for an overwhelmingly uh, fresh rating and currently on Metacritic it has an 89 uh, for the critical score and 9.0 for the user score so very well reviewed film a few quick facts uh, about the film that I thought were interesting uh, around the screenplay uh, by Dan O'Bannon when producer David Geiler first read the screenplay was unimpressed and put it aside. One of his assistants called him up um, because he didn't finish it and said, oh, my God, have you gotten to the scene? And he's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's all right. Like, and he's like, which scene are you talking about? You know, the thing comes out gets on the guy's face. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of cool. But and he's like, no, 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 you got to keep reading. And then it was the burster scene that sold the studio on the film. Uh, when he got that uh, to that part of the screenplay uh, was sold and that's basically what got the movie made because it was unlike anything that people had uh, you know seen before on screen Uh, so a couple other quick uh, factoids the set of the nostromo was built to actually connect so as the actors would move through the spaces uh, they were actually connected the way that you see on film which kind of added to the claustrophobia and the sense of of getting lost is very disorienting Uh, Ridley Scott was fond of turning on and off lights and uh, blasting fog and things like that to kind of keep the actors on edge as they were filming and I think that comes across pretty pretty uh, accurately in the film you know definitely had the intended effect and yeah I think that's that'll we'll keep it there oh box office uh, return uh, was 106.3 million the budget 11 million in 1979 so um, you know, seems like a little amount of money now, but you think back in 1979 terms, that certainly wasn't a small, you know, film, pretty, pretty big budget film. Yeah, for with then. inflation, that's like $3 billion. No, it's not <laughs> <laughs> um, that much, but it's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, a pretty penny and, uh, you know, relatively unproven director, um, who, uh, you know, they were putting quite a bit of faith, um, into it. Um, oh, I, I will give one other bit of trivia that I thought was, uh, was fun. Uh, so in the the sequences where you see um, the people in the suits walking on the planet going towards the ship, those are actually Ridley Scott's children and uh, the actors, they're were, they were wearing smaller versions of the same suits that the actors, uh, the adult actors uh, complained later of, um, not being able to, to breathe cause there was no ventilation. So they were like, you know, um, feeling faint and, and sweating. Um, then they actually all started collapsing. And as soon as he realized his kids had to go back into the suits for, uh, some of the reshoots, he decided to <laughs> accommodate them with some, some better ventilation and, uh, more frequent breaks. Um, so weird, weird anecdote from that from that film. All right. Without further ado, let's let's jump into our general impressions. I want to start with you, George, because I've seen this movie probably twenty times—like, no exaggeration—but this is your first time, right? You've never seen this film before. We sat down to watch it.
1: Yeah, I have. And this whole—I mean, this whole thing—is exciting to me because all these movies are pretty new. I saw Prometheus in the theaters, and I think I saw bits and pieces of Predators. I think the the one with Adrian Brody. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's it that's the extent of, of what I've seen I mean I've seen memes I've seen some lore but that's it so for me it's the first time I've seen this movie I, I have no idea um, first impressions like I was surprised at how well that held up I'm super ignorant when it comes to these old movies like I was even questioning at the beginning as to whether this was in black and white when I saw how <laughs> how old it was for context I was born in 89 but I was born in, in Peru in South America. So, you know, everything is like even more delayed over there, you know, like you receive that kind of stuff, like even later, at least at the time, not now, of course, but so all this stuff is completely new to me. Um, and the other, the only other like encounter I would have had with these is from the Disney, the theme park when they had an alien encounter, which I think was originally based off of a, uh, One of these movies or something like that. So
0: the plan was to have the Xenomorph and 20th Century Fox didn't want to have the right. So they had a knockoff version of the the creature. There was another Disney ride. If you ever did the great movie ride, which is now the Mickey's Runaway Train. Um, that was like a celebration of cinema. There was an entire sequence that looked like the halls of the Nostromo, and the alien mm-hmm. actually came down out of the ceiling and would like scare the shit out of like that, uh, any kids. Like you knew where they were sitting because they were screaming their asses off like on that ride. It was great. It was like you go from like Wizard of Oz to that like <laughs> in like the movie. So <laughs> I don't
1: I don't remember that on the great movie ride, but I do remember being scared shitless as a kid in the Alien Encounter. Yeah, um, that was quite the intense. Uh... W- which was pretty intense for for a Disney park. But anyways, I was surprised that this movie held up pretty good. Um, you know, there's obviously there's so, there's a few cheesy things. You know, a lot of a lot of stupid things that they do. Um, you know, my biggest thing is like 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 come on, they're in the future, right? I forgot what year it is, but you, way in the future, it's you, you know, figure well far that. enough in the future that they would have seen plenty of alien movies themselves, and you'd think that they know of what not to do. Um, <laughs> but but nevertheless, it was it was uh, pretty good. Like. It, it legit, it seemed like a movie that was made maybe 20, almost 20 years later, um, given their, their use of, of effects, uh, what the technology that they had available to them. You could have told me that movie was made, you know, in the, in the nineties and I, and I would have believed it, you know, which is pretty, pretty impressive um, when you factor that in um, 2079 is when it takes place just for yeah. context. It's so. Nice. Yeah, about so hundred years, right? Hundred years from when it was actually made. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't like. I didn't really feel much of the horror aspect. More, more intrigue. A um, couple of jump scares, but I, 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 nothing that was like over the top. Um, so it was just like a pretty solid movie all around. It's very hard to, for me to rate it, given that I'm just seeing it for the first time now you know i i so of course it's hard for me to like be able to like take it into perspective that this movie is like you know 40 years old um so i don't know that i would rate it what did you say it was a 98 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah i don't know that i'd rate it that high but um but i but i definitely enjoy oh I'll, I'll hold on to my rating until maybe the end here but but i really enjoyed it man and i'm, I'm actually eager to see more of it
0: yeah, you I mean you're in for a treat with the sequel. It's widely considered like, you know, the exception to the the rule like that that Godfather 2, Terminator 2 are really the three films that come up frequently like when you you name sequels that are as good if not better than the original. Um, you know, it's and it's directed by James Cameron, you know, the same guy that made the Terminator films and Avatar and all that shit. So, uh yeah, you're in for a treat for that. Um, yeah, like so I think uh, so you were talking about the horror I think this is like it's a suspense movie with a ton of body horror and I think that's one of the 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 best aspects of these films is they really play with the idea of like invasiveness like with the human body and there there is that kind of, you know, that aspect, um, of, of horror versus like, you know, I mean, it's a terrifying creature. Don't get me wrong, but like, I think like that's what it does and probably most effectively. Right. Especially again, you recontextualize the 1979, um, you know, the closest thing people had to something like that would have been like, maybe like the blob or invasion of the body snatchers, like things that are pretty tame compared to like what, you know, this ended up being, um, Adam brought up a good point when we were watching the movie that, you know, it is, uh, it's, you know, been read by feminists as a rape fantasy, reverse rape fantasy, um, you know, in the, in a feminist context, um, you know, uh, with, uh, the added benefit, or, uh, I guess like the cherry on top of, of, you know, the chestburster being kind of a surrogate for like watching a man give birth to like a child, right? Like a, the, it's the creatures even referred to as Kane's son at one point. Um, you know, the crew member who dies from, uh, from the, uh, the chestburster. Um, Adam, how I know you've obviously seen this before. Are, are you like me, like a nut, like you've seen this like probably
2: more times than you can count? Uh, no, I've only seen this movie one time before. Really? Um, yeah, a couple of years ago, I got the whole, uh, through nefarious means at the time, I got a, a hold of all the collections and I watched it for a time, like people like this movie. And um, yeah, so I've only seen it once before and I think it's like top five horror movies for me. And I like it because it's not like, Jump scary. There, there are a couple, but it's not what it is. That movie, like you said, that movie is a suspenseful. Like it's a lot deeper than you would think for someone making their first movie in 1979. Um, and I absolutely love it. Like I said, it's a top five horror movie for me. It's one of my favorite movies. Period. Um, just to think that like the fact that this movie and like Star Wars came out 40 years like the first Star Wars movie came out, like 40 something years ago. That's wild that they were able to do what they could then and it'd like still be so impactful so yeah i i love this movie a lot um and again i've only seen it one time and i was like that's enough for me i'm happy it, within so, two years of each other too worth noting but right, go ahead George.
1: yeah so what i didn't mention was while i didn't it didn't i didn't feel so much of the horror aspect the i definitely felt a lot of emotion which is like i was fucking grossed out you know like <laughs> i was uh i was certainly uh, like uncomfortable but like like i was like oh oh no, like you know that kind of stuff like I did not expect the things that that they did in that movie uh given that like I guess my expectations for how old it was I did not expect to see this thing come out of this guy's chest or you know get in his face um those kinds of things I didn't expect at all you know like which was which so those was were surprise like even yeah. through like
0: cultural osmosis
1: you didn't know that stuff was coming
2: nah, not, oh, No not all fantastic idea. I'm glad we didn't talk had, about it because
0: I had no I idea. Heard. <laughs> you know what's
2: even crazier is that so George doesn't know this again. Me at the same time watching this, you get the whole face hugger scene, you're like, Holy shit, what's going on? And then yeah, eventually you get the chest burster and all that. But the entire time, George's like, this science officer is being an asshole. And the yeah. fact that there's another twist where there's a fucking robot in this movie yeah. that's murdering people or trying
1: to murder people. It's like, yo, man, let's go. This movie's just yeah. doing all of it. That's so that's that's the thing that I found super impressive is that how did I not so the face hugger thing—I—I I did not know that those face huggers were part of Alien. I, the only thing I knew of Alien was the actual Alien, the one sitting right behind me, right. I had no idea that face huggers were part of this um, universe or whatever. I had no idea, not a clue. So even when I saw those things, I did not expect that to happen whatsoever. So seeing that, like out of nowhere, like that's kind of a shock. I feel like there aren't a whole lot of movies that will like deliberately attack someone's face when you're talking about like scary movies, right? Like that's usually like kind of, um, not, I wouldn't say forbidden, but it's not common where you see someone's face literally get attacked like that, right? Like head on, just kind of in, in your face for lack of a better term. So that was definitely like shock. Um, And then I had, I had no idea that he'd come out of his chest like that. I had no idea that he basically fucking impregnated him i guess i don't know mm-hmm. um and then and then of course the 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 obviously you could tell something was off about the the science uh, the scientists or whatever but at no point did i expect him to be a, a fucking cyborg or android or whatever like android right i had no idea that that's what he would be i i figured he was like you know working for i mean he, i guess he was right but i didn't think he'd be a robot i figured he was just some shady dude like he's actually in charge of the whole operation kind of thing or funding it I didn't expect him to be a, a a robot, and I didn't expect it to be found out like that. Like that was kind of crazy. Got <laughs> him um, goes goes ape shit a little bit on poor Sigourney, who's already having a bad yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. So I was like the most the most I was the most pleasantly surprised at how much that movie like surprised me. Like I did not expect. I just expected to just be like cool art is cool man it's pretty cool for 1979 i didn't expect to react the way that i did to some of some of the scenes in that movie for sure which i thought was great
0: yeah um it's a beautiful movie to look at too as terrible as it is i mean the set design is great the creature design by hr is like top notch i mean um if you look at some of the early concept art that he did um he's definitely got a very unique brain and you know, sensibility about him. He likes to mix like biological and mechanical things. And um, like originally the creature had breasts and had a, uh, like a regular tongue instead of the double mouth. And he kind of tweaked some, some of the design with some, some feedback, but um, you know, uh, there there's like the artistry of this movie is undeniable. Like there's so many things that stay with you.
1: So, I would. That's the next thing I was going to mention because you brought up Star Wars, right? So, Star Wars was made like what a couple years before, right? Right. Two years before 77, right? Mm But a new hope. So, I, I, apart from this scene at like uh, towards the end, like the actual like the space scene where kind of the explosion and stuff, which is obviously super cheesy, apart from that, I feel like um, this movie kind of like kicked a new hope's ass when it came to designing future technology ships um I, I thought the entire setting of the the whole ship how it was put together that entire set i thought was phenomenal i think it kicks ass anything of anything in in, in the first movie in the first a new hope i don't know if i'd go as far as the entire original trilogy but but uh man they, they really crushed it with that it, it really made you feel like a movie that obviously with some of the, the uh ultra hd upgrades and stuff like that it did not make it seem like that movie was as old as it was
2: no. Yeah, it's um, it's so dirty, which is the thing that I love. It's like they're literally just space truckers. It's it's filthy. Yeah. Like when they're going through the air vents, and like we were talking about, we were watching it, how like the they close off the vents and it's just like the spiraling metal but it sounds rusty as hell. And it's like close behind me, it's like, "Eek!" It's like, "Yeah, I love that. That
1: the way that that iris looks." Yeah. And you, then the sound of it's great. You you definitely get the vibe that this isn't like some sophisticated crew like like you would in in some of the star wars movies you know like this is like you know it's nothing like that it is literally just some you know people grinding in the shits you know just getting getting just trying to do their job (laughs) for the most part anyways but but yeah it was good
0: so um you know speaking of uh the the crew of the nostromo like i i wanted to so um, each episode, I want to kind of pick a favorite character that's not a main character. So we're gonna exclude Ripley because, like, I feel like that's obvious choice. Some of the other films we watch, there might be the obvious choice. Um, do you guys have a favorite crew member? Crew member besides Ripley? And if so, who no, is it?
1: You You already know who my favorite character is. Well, I um, I do, but you know the audience doesn't. So, hang on, I forgot his name though. Was it James? James? No. Who was the uh, black guy? Uh, yeah parker is the parker uh, yeah um that's definitely yeah i don't know why, why why where i got james from um but yeah that dude was by far my favorite guy because he was the most he was like the most relatable to me like um you know kind of how i grew up seeing horror movies it's like you always see them do the dumbest shit and i feel like this uh well ripley too uh ridley too but um ripley 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 yeah mm-hmm. um but parker was like the most like practical, relatable character for me, because he was, I feel like he was the only one who was trying not to be a complete dumbass. Like, so what? They called for help. That's not our job. Wait, but are you going to pay me? Are you going to pay me enough? Like, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get rid of this thing. We shouldn't go together, get the fuck out of the way. So I can burn this thing. Like, you know, like he was the most (laughs) practical dude. And if that guy had been in charge, it wouldn't have been in this problem in the first place. Um, Yeah, he's he's probably
0: like the closest voice to the audience that we have. Like he's a stand in for us watching the movie. Like he kind of says what's on all of our minds pretty much in every given moment.
1: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So he was he was definitely the most relatable character uh, for me. So um, and the one that 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 stands out the most apart from uh, the main character for sure.
0: So uh, fun fact about the names, uh, they're like, so Parker, Ripley, Ash, Kane, Dallas, like they intentionally made the names like, um, like gender neutral so that they could cast uh, male or female in any of those roles. They wanted it to be like a multi-racial, multi-gendered, like cast and crew, and they didn't want to pigeonhole um, when they were doing auditions um, you know like a particular gender which i thought was cool how about you adam who's your favorite character and you can do a repeat if you want if it's also parker it's no big deal it's hey, like great
2: um that lady who cries a lot she's wonderful I don't oh complain. i
0: was gonna say that better like lambert <laughs> better not be your favorite character. i like
2: that she lives to the i do again we, we talked about this when we were watching it the fact that the last people alive are a black dude and two women is great uh but she's she's i mean she's freaked out i understand her point of view but i'm like get out of here favorite character is the cat that cat Jones Jones just whenever the first kill happens and the dude is trying to get the cat and the cat he gets pulled up and murdered by the alien and the cat just looking at him the whole time like bro I told you like that cat <laughs> the way they use that cat in that movie is so funny. Um, And again my my real pick would be Parker but I do love how they use the cat in that movie that cat is doesn't give a damn he's just like get me out of here I don't want to fuck with this alien. And just the way that he looks when that first dude gets killed. I'm like, yo, why did hey, they do this?
0: He just kind of looks up and he's he like, looks up. Yeah. And he's like,
2: yeah, huh? There he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. Um,
0: Yeah, so, I mean, Parker's, uh, it's, it's a pretty obvious choice outside of Ripley. Uh, I, I think one of the more interesting characters um, is uh, Captain Dallas because of his response. Like, he's like put into a situation where normally his job is essentially just to like keep things in line. Like he, that that is a dude that is not cut out for like handling outside the box shit. Like he does the best that he can. And I I like kind of seeing his internal struggles with like, all right, the situation has been thrust upon me. I thought I made the right choice. I think him going into the event is like obviously guilt over like demanding that they let them in in the first place because like had they kept quarantine they probably wouldn't have been, you know, in that, the situation. So would that's you, how I've always interpreted that scene. But
1: would you yeah, say they, guilt versus stubbornness? It feels like he doubled down and tripled downs on his, on his decision there. It's hard to
0: say, right? Cause they don't talk about it, but yeah, I always kind of read it as like, um, as a little bit of, uh, go, he doesn't want to do it, you know, like when he's talking to mother, you know, and what are my chances and all that stuff? Like, I think that's a really neat scene that gives you, a lot of character development with no dialogue like he's just kind of typing to the computer and you can see him like scared shitless like knowing that he's having to do something that is very very dangerous like to in order to
1: try to protect the crew i feel like so i i I thought about that myself too but the reason why i felt like i kind of i'm more on the side of it's more stubbornness than anything else is because he shows very little emotion to like The dude who dies first, and the kind of danger that he puts his crew in, he doesn't seem to be like particularly remorseful of the choices that he made. Uh, He definitely freaked out about the possibility of dying. Don't get me wrong there, but it does seem like, you know, like like I don't know, he was pretty stubborn too.
0: So like the more I watch the movie, the more like
1: I I, like
0: the way I like I see his character is that he makes a decision and like he kind of knows like as the captain like i I can't second guess myself like i have to give the order make the decision like right or wrong and i know that like you know and you know a lot of leadership training like that's there's kind of that like there's more loss to indecision than like the wrong decision kind of thing and um so (laughs) yeah i mean he definitely makes mistake after mistake like that's for sure um but yeah, he's an interesting guy. I don't know favorite, but I, I like I've come to appreciate him like with like, each subsequent viewing. Uh, how about like least favorite character? Um,
1: the does everybody have a like a, anybody have like a, a least favorite character? That yeah, Lambert. Like wow, like just <laughs> like come on, man. I guess she she's clearly not cut out for anything out, but she doesn't seem like she's even cut out for whatever job they were doing in the first place. Like talk about can't even handle a shred of adversity. Like like damn, like you literally. Not only you can't like keep it together for yourself, but like you, you kind of like got other people killed too. You know? So. Yeah, there's
0: a cut scene that they made it back to the director's cut when they uh, they're all kind of watching them uh take the helmet off of uh Kane um to get to look at the face hugger and they're they're kinda of all peeking in through the med lab and you know the science officer in Dallas or uh Ash and Dallas are, are there. Yeah. Uh there's actually like a you can see like a red, uh even on like the theatrical cut, like mark on Ripley's face but like when ripley comes down to see it like the first thing lambert does is like punches her and starts crying like about how like why didn't you let us in and all this stuff so yeah i mean from the get-go she complains like before anything's even gone south she complains you know about like having to go down to the planet and everything else so yeah she's pretty terrible for for me like it just like i i like the character but he like uh, he's so unlikable as ash you know like the android like I mean like what a piece of shit like I know he's a robot like you know he's he's programmed to it but like man ash is a dick <laughs> you know he knows too like you he know that he he's knows a dick.
1: well I, I I wasn't sure you know if he's just programmed to be that way but when he says you know if I could have one last word you know at, at, right before they they off him like that's when you know no he fucking kind of takes pleasure in being a fucking asshole
0: oh absolutely <laughs> so how about you adam least favorite character
1: uh, Mine is, is it Kane,
2: right? The Kane's the, the, the guy that hugger? dies first. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's not really. Here's what it is because he's down in that hole on the ship with the eggs. They see a giant creature with its chest exploded. They're like, this isn't good. We just found an alien and it's dead. Huh. Be cautious. Let me go in this hole down here. There seems to be lasers keeping these eggs under control. And there's a mist, you know, oh, let's uh, Let me, oh, I fall in. Well, I fall in, but now let me investigate now that I'm down here. <laughs> Oh, there's a big fucking creepy thing moving in the egg. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. I better look inside of it as it opens up. Like
0: He does kind egg. of ask. When you put it that way, he does. He kind ask of ask for it.
2: Bro, that scene is five minutes and he's just like, oh, I fell into the lasers. keeping it under control. Oh, it's moving. I better look directly into it. It looks into it and it's moving and doesn't move. And then he's like, oh, what happened? Come on, you idiot. But Lambert's stores., <laughs> Yeah, she's pretty bad.
0: Um, Yeah. And it's a great foil. Like, um, I do want to talk about like Ripley, um, you know, because uh, boy, like to have an alien review and not uh, spend some time talking about Ripley is crazy. But you know, she's a great foil Lambert to Ripley. Like she's everything that Ripley is not like the opposite. Whereas like Ripley has like resolve is like the go get shit done. Like this is the situation. Like let's deal with it kind of thing. Like open communication, uh, You know, and Ripley gets upset from time to time, but, like, Lambert, like, completely shuts down, whereas, like, Ripley just rises to the occasion, like, anytime there's, like, something to deal with. I mean, the turning point for me is when uh, uh, Parker uh, is trying to, like, talk over her, and she's like, will you listen to me? Shut up! You know, this is, like, a big, like, six-foot-tall black dude that, like, could squash you like a bug, and she just doesn't give a fuck. She's just like... Look, I'm talking. I'm in control now, and like you believe it in that moment, Uh, it's a great like character moment
2: for her because you're like, oh shit! Like Ripley's not playing around here. Even when uh, she comes face to face with the alien, when she drops the cat and fucking leaves him to die, (laughs) but she's like, she's like, all right, I'm gonna set the ship to explode, and she's like, oh shit, it's it's in my way. I gotta abort, and then she goes and aborts, tries to, and then it's like, fuck, I gotta go anyways. So her face, her literally her face to face confrontation with it is. I'm going to go action. It's a plan of action. I need to do something different because this isn't going to work. Lambert's just, I'm going to stand here and just not do anything. And it's like, I understand it's scary, but it was also scary for Ripley. And like, yeah, you're right. They're literally the exact opposite character. It's like Ripley's so much more likable
1: because Lambert's so unlikable. I mean... And- go ahead george they also like to be fair like they continuously put lambert in spots to fail like you guys (laughs) could tell from the very beginning that she's a a mess like why would you even assign her to anything like parker was better off alone probably be alive if he had gone alone you know so they they you know it was a nobody recognized that she was utterly useless they kept trying to see if she would get it together so uh, there's definitely some bad leadership and bad uh captaining i guess of, of the situation going all around but uh but yeah i mean ripley's obviously a, a fucking a fucking badass man her i thought her inner struggles were, were pretty were pretty cool to see like uh, she could be a hard ass when she wanted to but she wasn't without emotion um which i thought was was uh was pretty interesting man yeah she um, cries
0: like there's one point yeah. in the movie a lot of people forget like when they're talking about like what to do you know before she goes to talk to the computer like like she's not like sobbing you know but she's definitely yeah. like crying and like frustrated and upset so like, I think it's a good good point to bring up that she's not like you know devoid of emotion she's not just a tough like character she's mm-hmm. very multi-dimensional I
2: do, I do love that entire computer scene because that's the part I do like about Dallas is him trying to talk to mother and figure like he knows like mother doesn't give a fuck like do what you're supposed to do and he's like I don't like this or whatever but the fact that she goes back and she's like oh fuck I figured out like they really don't care they just want the thing And then the first fucking old dude just pops up next to her. It's like, what's going on? But I just love that she's the one who gets to like figure out what's actually happening because, you know, I love the, I love everything about the company stuff throughout these entire movies. So the fact that she's the one who kicks that off and figures it out, I'm like, oh yeah, that's nice to not, you're right. She doesn't just kick ass, but she's like investigating and like figuring, like she's trying to figure out what's going
0: on. Yep. Well, and you see her like even early on, like, you know, she's not overly suspicious but like when she walks into the science lab and kind of confronts ash about like letting them in like she's like so tell me about this thing that you had to know about like you know like she definitely is not somebody that is you know what's the word i'm looking for like she's skeptical you know like throughout the whole movie about a lot of stuff um yep she was 30 years old too um sigourney weaver when they made this which is you know uh traditionally like that's like the, you know like there's a couple actors and actresses that have gotten late starts like that harrison ford i think was like 33 when they made the original star wars um or maybe even a little older than that um but uh really cool to see her like get such a like a groundbreaking role like that you know late in life like not the 30s old or anything but in terms of like like hollywood and screen like that's that's uh it's a little bit of a late start which is uh it's kind of cool did you mention what kind of
1: budget this movie had
0: yes I did but it was like I, 11 million I believe 11 million yeah that's that's correct
1: that's crazy man
0: Again you got to put it into per, you know perspective um so uh you know for today's term or for today's you know like inflation uh the alien uh,
1: itself uh, it's, by the way it's still good going. man 40 that would be 42 million today that would still be for a, a movie as big as that was that would be a some serious profit there for sure oh yeah absolutely
0: um so the alien i'm trying to find the name of the actor
2: yeah we can Uh, start talking about designs yeah i love i mean we'll get because the actor that the whole way that they made the alien in this movie is wild but um as far as design goes this might be i mean i'm not gonna do future spoilers or whatever but i really like this design of the alien particular but go ahead chris Oh, yeah. No, no, you're you're good, man.
0: Uh, so he was born in Lagos. Uh, his name is, I'm probably going to butcher this. I'm sorry. Balaji Badejo. Um, and he was six foot ten, uh, which is why he was chosen to, they wanted somebody who could be imposing in the, the suit. And uh, a lot of the uh, moves that uh, you see the alien do, how it moves early, I guess he was really into Tai Chi. So uh, he kind of integrated that into some of the weird like kind of fluid movements that you see, which is really, really cool. Um... But uh, like I said, H.R. Giger, you um, should look up some of that guy's designs. Really, really fantastic. Um, and really, like when you think about the alien design, it's really it's it's three things, right? In this film, at least, you have the face hugger, you have the chest burster, and then like the the adult alien, which is kind of cool to see that like life cycle, like all in like the first film for them to kind of flesh that out. Um,
2: definitely neat. Um, yeah i just love how mass that dude is just so lanky and long and the fact that they got a dude in a practical suit to do this because i think it still looks great with the massive tail and again it's great because they point out in the movie and we were talking about when we were watching it's like it's not an alien that like is there for nefarious means or like eats people like it literally doesn't eat people it just kills like it comes and it, it gets a host it puts out a full adult in you know a matter of hours, and then it just kills things. No remorse. It doesn't hunger. Doesn't thirst. Doesn't sleep. It just kills things, and it's perfectly made for it. Yeah, and
0: uh, yeah, there uh, they kind of uh, not retcon, but like that's explained, like you know, in later films, and it's it's a pretty cool um, explanation. But you know, for the the sake of having uh just something that's scary as shit like i think it works with no explanation as well you know like it's no less scary for that reason in fact it's probably more scary like not knowing why um something
1: would do that i think the I, uh, i took the concept of it the design i thought was pretty cool especially for the time um and maybe i'm being harsh but the only thing that i do have an issue with is they definitely mask having to actually move it around um i feel like i would have liked again this is 1979 so um, again might take it with a grain of salt but i would have liked to see some more scenes where it's almost like either jumping or chasing or like actually more in action um than just kind of appearing and implied that he could you know take somebody out so i i, I would assume just we'll wait, see- george i'll just yeah, say that i would assume like- you're gonna get more of that as as you know you know, as time goes on and technology gets better, but I would have liked to see it more in action, you know, uh, more maybe on some kind of on the move, as opposed to just kind of being still in place type thing.
0: Yeah. So I think Ridley Scott famously said that he took a a cue from Spielberg with Jaws, like, you know, and not wanting to show it too much, like, you know, given like the limited technology and stuff, like he really felt like the threat or, like, the presence of the creature or, like, the looming presence of the creature, w- you know, worked better. And I, I think that's the, um, you know, it's a fair point, especially for the tone of this. I think where you'll see is, like, in some of the sequels, including the next film, like, they definitely uh, are different in tone. So you get a much better look and there is a little more kinetic, like, energy um, to to the creature, which is... Uh, yeah.
1: Just so funny. I don't
2: even think we get, I mean, I'm not swallowing anything, but the tail doesn't really even come into play in this movie that much. Does it except for the scene where Lambert, where it sneaks, snakes
1: under her. uh, Yeah. That tail is
2: a thing in the future.
1: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Would have been Um, cool to see it like move, like maybe like a silhouette in the background or kind of like stalking, you know, in in a sense would have been, would have been, would have given it a little, another dimension, I think. Um, But yeah, it's definitely imposing on its own. Just it's minor nitpicky stuff at that point. For sure.
0: Um, all right. Next uh, topic here. What's your favorite scene in, uh, in in the film? Do you have a particular sequence that you you love above uh, all else? So anyone can go first. So I'll let one of y'all go. Uh,
2: so one of my favorite scenes, and it's sort of related to a, a death. I don't know. I think it's the best, best death. But the whole scene with uh, Dallas going and they're like, oh, we're trying to track it. We can't find it. He's got his flamethrower just shooting it down. I love his death because he just he's going through the vents and then he turns and it's fucking... That's like the only jump scare that ever gets me. And I knew it was there. It's like, wait, it's right there, right? And he turns that and it just fucking comes out and then he's hes fucking dead. And it's like, I fucking love that because it's just like, you know it's there. We know it's there. It's like, wait, shouldn't it be? Oh, there it is. And I love that scene. It's great.
0: Yeah, for- no, oh, you go ahead, Chris. No, no, I was just gonna say that's a, that's a
1: fantastic sequence. Like that's a, that's a good pick. So my favorite scene, I'm between two, but I think I'll end up leaving the the other one for favorite death, I suppose. But uh, if I had to, you know, I'm gonna go with um, like towards the end when um, when Ripley sees, like, realizes that the alien is there with her, lying in the you know in the ship, and and. Like, she immediately just, like, bolts into that, I guess, closet, so to speak, that has a bunch of tools. I think that moment where she, like, gathers herself and realizes, like, fuck it. Like, I'm not going out like this. Like, like you know, and this, and that moment where she decides, like, she's going to basically take this thing on one-on-one or whatever. It kind of, comp- she fi- she figures out a plan right there on the spot, gets her shit together. And it's like, all right, let's fucking do this. I thought was a pretty, like, powerful and scene when she's like, all right, there's no, there's no other way around this. It's just, I got to take this thing head on. Um, and she gets after it. I thought that was uh super cool. That, that sequence of events right there.
0: Yeah. Nowhere to run. She's on the escape yeah. shuttle at that point. Like, I mean, it's, it's built for what three people they said. I mean, it's a yeah. small ship. You can't, you know, just try to outlast it. Um, yeah, it's uh, definitely a decisive moment, and she goes out and gets it done. You know, like yeah.
1: I mean, that's that's the moment where you would break. You know, and it would be understandably so after everything that she's been through. She literally just blew up an entire ship for nothing. You know, um, and she's like, "Fuck it, no, I, I ain't going out like this." Awesome. I, yeah,
0: I think my favorite sequence, um, is the the run up to the shuttle. So like that like i don't know probably 15 minutes or so uh that encompasses like them setting the self-destruct the attack on lambert and parker and then like everything getting darker and more alarms kind of going off on the ship and her trying like going through all those corridors like was this the
1: epilepsy part yes oh my god i did not like that for that reason it's i i I legit was starting to get like kind of woozy i was like what the fuck man what is this but
0: you know, I think it's so effective because it's oh, it's it. disorienting. Like it seems like even if there wasn't an alien walking around in those hallways with all the sirens blaring and like the strobes and shit would be stressful enough. Like th- that on top of the fact that you're trying to keep an eye out for something and it's loud as fuck. There's like steam shooting out. Like I, I think it's such a a tight, like thrilling sequence. And then you know when the alien like actually like. Shows up, um, you know, and she like has to kind of back away and like try to to get away. Like it's uh, it's incredible. They uh, kind of sort of repeat that a couple times, like in the franchise, but I don't think ever as effectively as that, except for maybe one other particular time that I won't talk about now. But um, cool. All right, so best death, like, what would you give? Because I mean, these movies, spoiler alert, like people die, and every single one of them, um. Mm-hmm. Uh, this seems like probably the most like obvious one, like the easiest one to pick. But you guys may have a different one. But what what do you think the best de- death of the film is?
1: Obviously, you could go with the cop out and say the dude, you know, this thing coming out of his chest. So I'm purposely gonna not go with that because we've sure. already talked about it. So for me, and this is between this is also the other scene that I was kind of up in the air about is when the the mechanic dies. Um, and the right. reason being is like. He, he was he was kind of like Parker, like practical. They didn't want to do this in the first place. and he starts doing like the dumbest shit, you know, trying to find the damn cat, right? Like it's so stupid. but I don't know if this was effects or if he was actually sweating. I know it was like kind of like there was water coming down in that area, but he had a hat on and he kind of wiped his face. So I think it was sweat that you actually see on his face when he's like literally drenched in sweat. And he finally realizes, I feel like he kind of comes to term with the fact of like how stupid it is that he's doing when he realizes what's about to happen to him. Like that moment where he finally he realizes like, fuck, this thing is here for a fucking cat. I don't know. That's just my imagination. Like all this shit for the fucking cat. And he's about to get got. Um, And I feel like there was like a brief moment of him realizing that was about to happen to him. And obviously you don't actually see it, but like. Uh, there's zero chance he even put up a fight he just fucking took it and just and and just you know yelled out but uh, but i thought i thought that was pretty interesting uh notable because the so first dumb. time you see
0: the the dual mouth too yeah, like that's yeah. the reveal of the adult creature and you get the the double mouth which was like uh, very much a novelty you know at the time like that was one of the things that stuck out to people yeah
1: he definitely got fucked up
0: <laughs> he does another sequence that's like longer in the uh, director's cut and i don't think it works as well they show way more of the creature and you can kind of see the decision to like show less because like it it looks odd like like the camera focuses way too much on it and it takes away like the terror if you watch the two sequences side by side uh the director's cut version and i put it air quotes because ridley scott said it's not actually his director's cut it's a marketing term is notably less scary because of how much longer the sequence is and how much more they show of the the creature. Um, but
2: how about you, Adam? Uh, best death. I'm trying to think, do we? So we get the whole thing with the double mouths. Do we actually see the way that the double mouth works in this movie? I don't remember, or did they cut away like right whenever it starts to happen? No,
1: I think they just show it coming out. And they, yeah, you. And sh- they cut away. It,
0: it's like more implied stuff. Like because I, mm-hmm. I was curious. Like I, I've seen this movie a billion times, and I can never figure out. What was going on, like when uh when Parker dies, for example? Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, where is this thing coming out? Um, so there's like uh, somebody else went through the trouble of actually like (laughs) doing a lot of research. There's like a whole article about this where they show it's supposed to be the top of his head that uh the mouth is going into. Yeah, Yeah. so it's supposed to be going into his skull in that case. But yeah, you do see the double mouth. Like it's just it's so brief.
2: Yeah, I just remember yeah because I think. Because I don't remember because I've seen so many of them, but eventually they're straight up like they show you the back of people's heads getting blown out by the mouth. I didn't remember if that was this movie or not. Um, so then I guess my death will probably be for Ash because the fact that he comes back alive, talks shit, and then they just fucking melt him. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Like he deserved that. <laughs> Knocked it first. They knock his head off, turn him back on, and then blowtorch him. I'm like, all right, that's a good one because after getting, he just goes straight to like porcelain, and he's just fucking done. <laughs>
0: That's a pretty great um, sequence, and apparently he hates milk uh, Ian uh, Holm, or hated milk. You know, he's uh, passed away now recently, but um, so when they, like, you know, he has to do the blah, 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 and the milk's just falling out, apparently he was like having to resist the urge to like gag uh, in that sequence because he just straight up had a mouthful of milk. Uh, I mean, for me, I got to pick the the chest burster. Like, it's like, yeah, I know it's a cop out, but I mean, it's one of like I was shocked that you had never like you didn't know that was coming because it is like one of the most famous like scenes in like all of film history. Like, even if like you broaden it to stuff outside of horror, that's one of those things that um you know it's just it's widely known and like it's been parodied. Like, there's a great have you ever seen Spaceballs before? Yeah yeah so uh they parody that with the same actor they actually get the same actor that like dies in that sequence in alien and they they do it again um like in a bar like where like he's like oh not again and like it puts on a top hat and starts singing it yeah it's fucking great just youtube that shit but uh i mean it, it, it's one of the all-time greats for a reason because it was shocking it still is shocking obviously like you know you had no idea like um people you know you react this viscerally to that like it looks uncomfortable it's it's gross and um yeah it's just it's one of the most creative kills yeah, even in a sci-fi movie
1: i didn't realize i didn't it was sho- i was shocked like i did not anticipate it until it happened like because like when he starts choking i thought he was just gonna die and maybe he'd he'd like cough up a fucking slug or some shit like that. And that's what would start the whole thing, you know? Uh, or he would just die and it, it would come out of his mouth. No chance that I, I had no idea that that shit was coming out of his chest. Not, not, a. Ch- I had no clue at all. So I, I, I'm glad. I don't know how. Don't I'm glad too, because I mean, that,
0: that makes me so happy because... You know, I, I was trying to like struggle internally with like, how much do I talk about this? Like ahead of time, because I was like, ah, surely he knows about that. And, and I took decided to take the safe route. I was like, I better not assume because would have been pissed. The, <laughs> the, it, you know, like the more pure experience you can have, like the better, like, I'll, dude, I'll, I'll never forget. So I was on a um, catastrophe deployment for work in uh, Texas. I was in Houston. And just so happened to be on my day off um there's a theater chain out west called alamo draft house that does like really really excellent um special events um all the time and they had a double feature of alien and aliens and they were selling all kinds of cool merchandise like i have like a set of like crew patches up on my wall like framed and stuff and um anyway like i was sitting next to a kid who was probably about like 11 or 12 Like, definitely, like, not a teenager, but, like, you know, old-ish for, like, a child. And uh, he was with his dad. And, uh, you know, everyone's kind of eating their food, like, before the previews start and everything. And, uh, like, I just happened over here like, that was, like, his, like, first time seeing those movies. And I was like, oh, man, like, you've never seen these before? I'm like, do you know anything about them? And the kid was like, no. I'm like, man, I'm so jealous. Like, getting to see these in a theater for your first time with a crowd of people, like, dude, you're going to have a blast and uh i remember after like the chess person scene, like looking over to like see like is this kid gonna be impressed at all like i have no idea like clearly if his dad's like taking him to see him he's probably seen other stuff too utterly like gobsmacked i mean like this kid like had no fucking idea like how to react and i was like oh damn dude uh this is this is awesome and uh you know after the movie i was like what would you think man Do you think it was scary and he was like it was weird. You know, he's like, oh, that's a weird movie. He's like, I mean, it was kind of scary, but it
1: was weird. <laughs> I'm like, that's a good way to put it, kid. Weird. I'll take weird. So. Yeah. And and that's kind of the reason why I agreed to, to watch these because I know nothing, man. Like, I couldn't have told you Sigourney Weaver was in this. I couldn't have told you a single cast member. I don't know a damn thing except of what the alien looks like. And I know what, same thing goes for Predator, by the way. I don't know what, I, I don't know shit. What? Really? Uh, I, uh, oh, except man. The Predator itself. Yeah, this is gonna be like, oh, this is fantastic. I, right? I didn't even know Arnold Schwarzenegger was in that movie until like, uh, until recently when I heard about the uh, when the game was coming out and stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't know that that was him. I didn't know that the that the handshake meme was from that. Like, I don't, I don't know anything about this. All I know yeah. is, how, but I know people love these movies. But I, I literally, so I'm, I'm going in blind to just about all of this. And the only thing I really sat and watched and paid attention to was Prometheus, and and I I hated that movie. So um, hopefully with like a new lens, like
0: it, rewatching, like because w- by the time we get to that, like in our our watch, like so many things are gonna make sense to you. Like I'm not saying that you'll necessarily like it, but I think like a lot of stuff will make sense and be interesting to you. Like right, like like maybe lore wise, you know, lore-wise, like, maybe definitely. Like,
1: I, I might enjoy like maybe reading about it, but I just I didn't like the movie because of like. I don't know. It just seemed like unsettling just for the fuck of it, you know, like maybe some things into context, but I just thought it was kind of gross and like, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll like,
0: see. There's there's a purpose to it. Like we'll talk when we uh, when we like watch that, like in detail. I'll be curious to see if you warm to it. I still don't think it's, you know, it's great, but um like, like it has its moments and stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah. well, that makes me excited because um the next several movies are all like very like good, like in our lineup. And uh, there is some, I mean, especially in the next one, like aliens, like, you know, try to stay away. If if you've made it this long from spoilers, because there are some great things that they add to the lore of that world. Um, And again, it totally, it's so different. Um, You know, it's an action movie and it works like, I mean, it like gangbusters, like you want to talk about like a really well-developed world. Like, that world gets so much bigger and cooler like in it like just in the way that you felt like this was like a, a lived in place in a real place like aliens like just like you know continues to add to that um last question for you guys uh does it hold up do you think uh alien holds up for uh, 40 years ago as you put it you know 42 years now
1: i mean that's an easy easy one for me like i don't think i could be a better ju- uh better judge for that it's like i just saw it for the first time you know um and and i enjoyed it you know like i'd I'd watch that movie again um you know so yeah if you can if i feel like that's how you determine if a movie holds up or not um and uh you know just if you could show it to someone today and they could enjoy it it holds up awesome how about you adam think it holds up yeah for sure again if the older it gets the better it holds up i feel
2: again just like when i watched the original trilogy of Star Wars on Disney Plus, like in 4K. was so like, man, these movies, surprisingly, or especially that first one, are still really, really good. And then I feel the same about this. I'm like, that's wild. Someone made this movie 43 years ago. And it's like it's solid, still good. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, quick aside side question for you, George. Did you go to Halloween horror nights the year they had the alien
1: versus predator house? Um, I don't remember i don't remember i I remember they had it one year what else what else did they have do you remember gosh man those years blend together for me i'm i'm not sure i don't remember look Um, i don't remember so probably not that was really really fantastic or or i skipped that house it could also be that i skipped that. didn't get to go to that house i'm not sure
0: it was fun. Like they did it like an original story. So instead of being based on like a movie, like they kind of just did their own thing, like where you're like, you know, touring a facility like where the company has like some eggs. Like they did it all. They had like the chest burster. They had face huggers. Uh, the actors that were in like the predator suits were like, uh, I think had to be a minimum like six five, like, you know, but they like preferred like taller than that. So they were like bouncer type, you know, dudes. And they used... um A combination of people in suits and puppets for like the aliens but it was like you can find like a walkthrough video of that house that's really really cool like youtube that's neat all right well uh does anybody else want to like mention anything else or talk about anything else before we wrap this up with uh in our discussion of alien final rating for me 8.9 8.9 just just shy of a uh, of uh You know i guess amazing on like the
1: ign scale of things or you know like oh yeah i'll take that just just shy because i I mean i still have to rate it for right now i i do i can appreciate how much more of an impact that would have had in 1979 these concepts being like new and all that stuff and 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 shocking and all that stuff so probably if i watch it then i'd rate it higher but this is all i gotta go off of i don't have a whole lot of comparison um so I'll take that man for, for a first time viewer.
0: Um, Adam, I, I want to hear like what your score would, would be as well. Like just in terms of like, you know, rating it from one to 10, um, just for the audience, uh, how this will work is, uh, so essentially, um, every, uh, third movie that we watch. So after three movies watch, we'll come back and do a, uh, a review, uh, update, like for the scores, uh, we'll, vote off uh podcast in uh, rank, you know, the films and depending on where our individual rankings are, it'll be assigned a point total. I will tally those up and reveal that every third episode of where, where the films stand as we review them. Um, so uh, we'll be checking in every time, but uh, every three episodes, we will give you the update. And uh, obviously by the end, we'll, we'll know what the uh, definitive ranking, no, no other ranking will matter of those movies. Like if you want to know the definitive ranking, you will have to refer somebody to this podcast. Uh, Adam, what would you rank Alien uh, on a scale of one to ten?
1: About a nine.
0: A nine? Yeah,
2: it's I, I think it's fantastic. I do think that there is some stuff where it's a little slow at the beginning or I don't know. There's it's nitpicky stuff. The movie's not that long. Um, just the fact that it's a little older. And I see some of George's point where not as much action stuff. But I like I said, this one of my top five horror movies. Um, so yeah, for me, it's up there. So I'll just say a nine. Just to throw a number on it because it, uh, I feel like it's fantastic.
0: I mean, for me, it's a it's a ten. Like, it's a masterpiece. Like, I, th- I think, like, yeah, you can definitely nitpick the the movie, but um, taking all, like all things considered, um, like, it, it's hard to imagine a more influential like sci fi horror movie. I mean, it's up there with like the all time great Star Wars, two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. Like, it's part of that early wave of like modern sci fi that everything that came after like owed something like to this star wars like you know depending on what the genre was you know like there's no dead space without alien there's no uh you know i'm trying to think like some other like sci-fi horror movies like event horizon there's no um oh help me out what's another i mean how Honestly, there's no
2: any body horror really i mean okay. i just sure this isn't the only one i know like the thing comes out two years later or whatever but yeah for this like like suspenseful body horror like all that kind of stuff yeah this is uh like this is where you get yeah like you're right event horizon is i don't think that movie is a thing without alien absolutely yeah i even like i mean you know
0: no predator without alien in a lot of ways like um you know maybe more aliens but like that's certainly like you know um a concept like i think that you know owes it's a very different movie in a lot of ways but like i think to have kind of like a a gory like sci-fi movie with like with action sequences and stuff like that like all that stems from back to this this one film um so yeah that about about does it uh everybody i appreciate y'all hanging out with us uh we will do our next review sometime soon it will not be a weekly thing so you'll have to probably wait at least two weeks before you get the next one of course it'll be 1986 uh aliens directed by james cameron and i boy do i look forward to watching that with you george like uh, if you don't love that movie i'm going to be heartbroken like so no pressure or anything
2: director's cut as well, we'll see right.
0: Director's cut. Yeah, this was the
2: theatrical cut for this
0: one. Yes, we watched the. Yes, I guess for full disclosure, we watched the theatrical cut for Alien. Um, I try to kind of base our uh, our viewings on like the preferred versions, like according to the directors. So the director's cut of James Cameron's Aliens is definitely his preferred cut. That's the intended version. So that's why we're going to watch that. Um, when we watch Alien 3, we will also watch the, uh, the alternate cut called the Assembly Cut, which is as close as they could get to what David Fincher's original vision was. So oh, we'll, we'll definitely disclose that as we uh, tackle those episodes. But uh, until next time, it's been a blast.